Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's program, we get an update on what's happening in India following the sudden and unplanned countrywide lockdown, ostensibly in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. In the Accent of Women show broadcast on the 3rd of March, we learned that Narendra Modi, leader of the authoritarian right-wing and ruling party of India, the BJP, shut down all of manufacturing, public transport and public infrastructure with little to no notice of its people. It left millions of migrant workers stranded miles from home with no way to return. On today's show, I return to Shivani Kul from the Revolutionary Workers' Party of India, one of the organisations organising in India in this time of economic crisis and COVID-19 pandemic. She gives us an update on what's happening in India. Right now we have like uh, close to half a million cases of corona and uh, more than... Uh, uh, 13,000 people have lost their lives and government has totally floundered on actually, you know, getting this pandemic under control because the kind of lockdown that they implemented, it, it did not help. And then before lockdown, the kind of preparation that needed to be done, they did not do that uh, amidst the lockdown what needed to be done they did not do that and then they all of a sudden uh, decided to lift it not exactly all of a sudden but then because there has been tremendous pressure from the corporates from the capitalist lobby that we need to get the production going we can't you know uh, for time immemorial be in lockdown and then uh, suddenly they started uh, you know uh, uh, they just started um, uh, commencing the production so in most of the factories and industries uh, production is in full swing and one of the reasons th- that India is facing such a big onslaught of this uh, virus and this pandemic is that uh, most of the workers they are totally vulnerable and they are working uh, in factories and workshops um, in, in establishments and then they are coming back to their places which again are slums where no social distancing can be maintained and uh, uh, it's not actually coming through media reports but I believe that this is totally suppression of data by the Indian government and by the state government that we have like close to uh, 4,25,000 cases but I believe it's way too higher and they're trying to suppress the data also pertaining to the death numbers they are not reporting it correctly because what the government hospitals are saying and what the respective governments are saying they're totally different things the data doesn't match yeah that's the situation currently and uh, I think uh, as far as India is concerned uh, things are pretty bad and 
compared to us compared to brazil compared to other uh, latin american countries now uh, we are facing the similar situation let and me ask i want to ask you a question because you talked about um one of the things that is rapidly increasing the spread of coronavirus is that production has recommenced so the workers are going into the factories and then returning to their slums where social distancing is not possible at all. Is there a marked difference between how the middle classes are able to socially distance and avoid um, the rapid spread of COVID-19 versus um, the working classes and the underclasses? Or is it spreading in equal volume across all classes? uh i think there is a stark difference but i believe that only the cases of maybe from middle classes or upper classes get reflected in the news and what is happening in the working class neighborhoods it's not finding space in the media reports also but i believe there is a huge class divide as far as uh, you know uh, the response of government is also concerned uh, because in middle class neighborhoods in uh, you know middle class colonies upper middle class neighborhoods social distancing is or physical distancing that would be more correct word to use it's possible it's it's totally implementable but uh, that's why i said that what government could have done was that before uh, it implemented the lockdown or at the time the first case of covid 19 came uh, in india which was way back uh, on 30th of january so we had our first case on 30th of january but our government till uh, mid march and as late as 19th march was saying that there is no community transmission and it's not in health emergency that's what their official position was and then they went into all sorts of gimmickry like you know uh, just bang the utensils standing on your balconies and cheer the uh, frontline health workers you know just light some lamps and some candles and show your solidarity to those fighting for you uh, you know against uh, this pandemic and this sort of gimmickry is a, a old uh, you know trick of the trade of the fascist modi government so they went into doing all this and when the lockdown was implemented modi government had no idea what to do with it so they thought that okay fine the european countries have done it uh, everybody else is doing it let's do it but they did not have uh, you know any idea that during this period you need to ramp up your uh, health infrastructure you need to do contract tracing you need to do mass testing you need to go into quarantining and treatment of the infected none of this was done and they did not pay any heed to what you know epidemiologists and what scientists or what experts were saying and uh, uh, when this lockdown thing was happening there was a huge migrant crisis because factories that time had closed down and there was a massive exodus of workers reverse migration back to villages back to their towns which happened and then uh, it was for anybody to guess that now the virus will be spread to even those remote areas uh, where maybe if 
things were put into place at the correct time, uh, we could have actually prevented it. So well, now, let me, let uh, me ask you, yeah. because there are a few. So the last time we talked to you, two things were happening. One is yeah. the mass migration was happening, but because Modi had locked down the country um, with very little preparation, as you've just talked about, uh, one thing that we saw was that these migrant workers were walking because all of public transport infrastructure had closed down as well. But the journey was some 100 kilometres and people were forced to walk this in the heat without proper preparation and we know that some of those workers and their families died en route um, and the second thing that we heard about the last time we talked to you was that your organization and some others were providing um, food and other material aid to um, workers communities that had been abandoned in the sudden lockdown and that those community groups were being suppressed um, by government uh, thugs. Can you update us on those two occurrences from the last time we talked? Yeah, sure. Uh, you have put it quite accurately because uh, what was happening at that time, because of this mass reverse migration and uh, sudden lockdown, people were uh, left with nothing in hand and because they had no job and they, they had places to live but because you have to also pay rents. So they were not in a position to pay rents and that's why uh, they uh, went back also because they knew that if they stayed back, the virus is actually going to affect them because the kind of places and the kind of neighborhoods uh, workers in India live, it's not actually possible. So probably this thought was also there that if we are back in our villages or back in our towns, uh, we, we to an extent can actually implement some sort of physical distancing, which is not possible in the slums where we live. So at that time, because there was this huge crisis, we and other organizations also, we were active in relief work. And because prior to that, prior to the COVID-19 uh, outbreak in such a mass, on such a massive scale, the anti-CA NRC protests were also going on in India. And we were actively participating in those movements. So that thing, because we were participating in those mo movements and also now because we were providing relief to uh, migrant workers hit by this tremendous crisis, the government actually, you know, uh, tried to penalize us and, uh, you know, uh, police came to our places and a couple of our comrades were apprehended and they were taken for interrogation in connection with the violence and the riots that happened during uh, uh, February this year. So, and also because we were actively involved with this relief work, so they got a chance and uh, through this relief work also, the inadequacies and the incompetence of Modi government got exposed and they did not want this. So uh, they tried their level best to stop not only us, but other people as well. But because we were also politically active in uh, anti-CANRC movement, so uh, they thought that this is 
the correct opportunity to you know uh, teach these people a lesson and during the lockdown as you know maybe in australia you have got uh, news regarding this many anti ca protesters and the organizers of the protests have been put behind bars uh, on very frivolous and very trumped up charges which have nothing to do with reality so modi government has actually uh, make uh, made a good out of this pandemic as every other government in some sense has done but because this is a fascist regime so uh, they have actually used it to their uh, uh, you know uh, best purpose and uh, i believe that uh, the relief work that we were doing uh, amidst all this crisis uh was also you know uh, a thorn in their eyes because they did not want that you know revolutionary groups should be engaged in such activities and on community radio stations right across australia you're listening to accent of women i'm speaking with shivani cool of the revolutionary workers party of india about the covid-19 pandemic in that country and the resultant economic crisis I want to talk about the economic crisis which in uh, my assessment anyway was catalyzed by the health pandemic but not caused by it. I think the economic crisis was underway already. And one of the ways we know that capital resolves an economic crisis is war. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways that it resolves the economic crisis. So given that I want to talk about the hostilities on the India China border I wonder what you can tell us about this I totally agree what uh, you just pointed out I totally agree because right now all the governments throughout the world and especially our government is trying to portray covid-19 as the you know originator of this economic crisis whereas we know that the economic crisis what was there all along in a very ferocious form and uh, uh, as far as india was concerned uh, it has got tremendous repercussions before covid-19 pandemic started in terms that unemployment rate was all time high there were massive job cuts and uh, government was trying to bail out uh many capitalists but even as far as those uh, small capitalists were concerned the small capital was concerned uh it was not able to do that but now with this pandemic coming they found an opportunity to put all the blame on covid-19 that as if you know everything was great and everything was going in their favor or economy was booming everybody knows that that was not the case and now because uh, the pandemic has worsened this crisis it has deepened it uh, i i know for sure that modi government as uh, is at its wits end it it actually doesn't know what to do with it because uh, even if they have you know um, announced a massive package for corporate houses for big capitalists and all sort of uh, small and medium enterprises also but even they know that uh, in long run this cannot resolve the problem so one of the reasons that this current china india uh, you know standoff happened and it's not actually a standoff there has been intrusion and uh, all sorts of things happening on uh, on india china border and in ladakh 
which modi government is denying uh, so i believe that yes uh, and we should be prepared that both these governments uh, even chinese government which is on uh, on the other hand itself is facing the second wave of covid 19 uh, crisis and uh, they need a way out so uh, a small uh, scale war cannot be ruled out maybe it won't happen uh, in immediate future but yes because china has got its expansionist ambitions india also has got its expansionist ambitions not i believe uh, to the scale compared to china but it has got its own so i believe that this uh, might lead to some small skirmishes like happened this time and it can also result in some bigger tussle and uh, i believe that uh, future holds the answer but yes uh, i totally agree that this sort of thing happening right now when we are actually as an economy in a pretty bad shape uh, we are actually as far as health parameters is concerned as far as social parameters is concerned we are totally messed up and then you know you have this thing happening so it tells a lot about uh, what what all these bourgeois governments are capable of well another area of hostilities for india is kashmir can you tell us what is happening there kashmir uh, the rest of india ha- had been in a lockdown since 25th of march but kashmir has been in a lockdown since last year 5th of august so um, right now uh, you know uh, after this pandemic happened even kashmir is in a very bad state because there are many cases of covid 19 coming to the forefront in kashmir and uh, because of that also there has been a, a lot of agony happening and then uh, when uh, you know a modi government trying to implement all its uh, previous policies uh, it actually put many journalists there many photo journalists who were reporting throughout this period on the excesses on the violence being perpetrated by uh, indian state uh, they have been again booked for very uh, frivolous charges uh, as uh, worse as uapa which is unlawful uh, you know activities act in which government on suspicion can put uh, an individual behind bars and can uh, classify him or her as a terrorist and many journalists have been uh, put uh, in prisons on these charges so uh, kashmir is i believe that situation uh, last time when we talked uh, it's same as that but now because this pandemic has also worsened uh the scenario and because internet is not there because uh, the sort of access that you know mainland india has uh, people there don't have to information also that is also playing a big part in uh, how to tackle this current situation so uh, i think uh, modi government in that sense is actually extending extending its a uh, previous policy of 
dismantling the entire uh, uh, you know kashmiri resistance uh, movement and also in that sense uh, doing everything in its power to curb all civil liberties all democratic rights there Shivani there is a lot happening in your country the um out of control spreading of the covid-19 the economic crisis that you're in the midst of the uh, number of fronts that the um for war so the india china border the kashmir um intensified hostilities there is so much happening in your country what would you say are the demands of the workers movement other than anti-war which we just talked about what would you say are the demands of the workers movement both locally and internationally and do you think we can win from here uh that's a very pertinent question actually i was uh, coming to this point uh, myself right now in india uh, when there is a sort of uh, no lockdown now but uh, the restrictive measures are there some of the restrictive measures are in place but right now uh, our organization is actually running a campaign which is called uh, uh, mazdoor sangharsh sankalp abhiyan which is basically workers struggle resolve campaign in which we have uh, listed uh, you know uh, 22 basic demands and we are running a campaign uh, throughout india wherever we have presence and uh, there are couple of demands that i would like to point out because that has international significance and uh, that holds true for working class movement everywhere because right now uh, one is that we are facing capitalism and its uh, economic onslaught and we are also facing uh, uh, capitalism and its onslaught on the health and on the well-being of workers also so we this charter of demand that we uh, have uh you know uh, uh put forth it includes demands like you know uh, workers getting living wages throughout this period getting special wages throughout this period of pandemic because uh, what we are saying is that don't force workers to go to factories right now there are many uh, companies and many corporates they are actually uh, punishing workers if you are not reporting to work and one of the reasons is that workers have to report to work because they have nothing to eat nothing to live on so they need wages so one of the demands that we are uh, raising is that paid leave is is one of the basic rights of a worker amidst the pandemic and workers should not be made to choose between to die either from corona or to die either of hunger or unemployment this is a false binary and capitalism and bourgeois state has always put this binary this false alternative in front of the workers which i believe uh, is 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 a totally incorrect uh, alternative we don't have to choose between these two we want freedom and from death from corona and we want freedom uh from hunger we want freedom from unemployment and one of the ways in which governments can do that and certain governments have done it is that they have granted paid leaves to workers they have actually made it possible that you know workers can stay back at their homes and uh, 
take care of their health secondly uh, in a country like india where they are even charging for a covid 19 test testing should be free especially it should be free for everybody but especially for workers if a worker is tested positive uh, you know government and the concerned company should bear all the expenses uh, every worker should get a monthly subsistence of 15000 rupees uh, those workers because there are many workers who are still stranded in the cities those workers who want to go back to their places uh, transportation facilities sh- should be provided to them in workers engaged in essential services workers engaged in production and distribution of essential services and goods should be taken care of necessary safety equipment should be given to them universal public distribution of all essential goods and services should be done uh, and those workers and their families who have lost their lives during the lockdown while traveling back to their places compensation should be give, given to them so uh, uh, i think these are demands that will find resonance everywhere in and especially in countries like india where you know government has totally relinquished their responsibility we need to stress more than ever that we don't want these two choices because that's what government has been putting in front of us that okay fine you don't want to die of covid so let's start the production let's start the profit machinery and everything will be you know good but this is not the answer that was shivani cool of the revolutionary workers party of india speaking about the covid-19 pandemic in that country and the resultant economic crisis and that brings us to the end of today's program of accent of women this week's program was produced in my study at home with the incredible support of 3cr staff I want to extend a very big thank you to them for ensuring that this program is still able to be heard right across the country. Accent of Women receives financial assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. You can also download our podcast from the 3rd of March, which is when we first talked to Shivani Kaul about the COVID situation in India. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.